Well, we've finished discussing the 12th place team, and boys, it's time to move back up the table. Tonight, we are talking about 4th place Newcastle. Joel, welcome back. This is Red Card Radio. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, whenever you're listening from. Thanks for tuning in. Red Card Radio is a weekly look at the Premier League from normally three friends who support different clubs, but tonight we are joined by none other than Joel. He is our resident Newcastle expert, the uh, aficionado of all things uh, on the time. So uh, welcome. Hello. How are you? Not Hello. Doing well, thanks. Thanks for having me back. I, I love the knowledge about on the time as well. That's, yeah, you that's know. Always cool to hear. Yeah. That's that's what we're here for. We're we're here to drop uh, knowledge bombs at, at, at Red Card Radio. Uh, you know, geography and things like that are are our that's that's the pinnacle of our knowledge. We're very good at all things geographical. Um, so we, we may be on the time, but we uh, are definitely not on time. Yeah. You know, <laughs> well, <laughs> wow. But it depends on when you're listening to this. If you're listening to this. Uh, at 3 p.m. on Wednesday, then you're on time. Um, but yeah, you know, we may have taken a couple minutes to get started and might have had a few technical uh, snafus on on our end before. But you guys, you know, you're getting the the fully polished uh, rendition of this week's uh, podcast. So um, if you're that enjoying that. Absolutely- absolutely nothing that our IT intern can't handle. Yeah, yeah. We'll just... Uh, we're probably paying him too much for all the mistakes he's made tonight, which is, which is zero. Yeah. Yeah. All right. If you, (laughs) if you guys enjoy red card radio, if you just uh, stumbled across us, please hit that subscribe button, ring the sub notification bell, uh, drop a follow if you're on one of the audio sites, leave a comment on YouTube and we will get to it. Um, in the next week's episode, we didn't have any comments from last week, but that's okay. Um, so we're just going to dive right in. So if you guys have been following along for the last couple of weeks, we are, um, we're just going through teams. And so we, we, we start with Arsenal. We did Tottenham and then Chelsea last week. And we decided, you know, let's, let's get outside of the normal red card radio bubble and let's get Joel back in here. And he can kind of, uh, he'll, he'll break down Newcastle with us, kind of look at their season last year, uh, talk about transfers, things like that. And then kind of expectations for next year. Uh, so, uh, Sean, why don't you, uh, why don't you kick it off for us? Bring us, uh, bring us in. Joel. I have the uh, DeLorean from Back to the Future, and I take you exactly 12 months ago, and I tell you that top half from your start last season or the season prior is not good. Uh, or you, you started the way you did, and then you finished top, ta- top half or right there at it. Top half's not good enough. We're finishing fourth next year. What say you? I don't think any Newcastle fan thought it thought fourth could be possible nor I don't think any of you guys have expected it I think 12 months ago there was a lot of outside noise of oh Newcastle have the Saudi money they're going to be you know in the European places but I, I think most level-headed fans were I think top half finish would have been that's okay like if we finish ninth eighth like cool that's progression like we finish I think it was 11th or 12th the season before so I think a top half finish was priority uh, maybe a late season push for conference league, like those that position seventh, um, but top four. I don't think anyone dreamed of top four and a cup final. That that was gonna yeah. be my that was gonna be my question because it was top four and a cup final. Like when you talk yeah. about like expectations going into the year, like that's 
that's a that was your first trip to Wembley in since 1996 or yeah, something like, like that. quite a long time so like that's a that's a big that's that's a it's a great season for newcastle i mean it was astounding yeah i mean yeah wembley cup final and european football and it's the peak of european football the champions league is a dream season um so i mean a, a trophy getting to the cup final losing disappointing but just the fact we got to a final was like this is a this is amazing the the Newcastle are back. That was the moment we're like, right, we're back. So I was also me anyway. I was also interested to hear your your feelings throughout the season, because I believe the first time we had you on, you had I had made pointed out and made the point that you had drawn eight straight games or or something <laughs> along those lines, where the beginning of the season was a lot of draws that were just keeping you in the top half. And then the wind started coming, and, and and then you made the cup final, and then like so, it was a it was a season of progressively inclining. So wh- how were your feelings throughout the season with through the draws, through the wins, through the cup finals? Well, I think in the first half of the season, Newcastle went on a run of not losing for a crazy number of games. I think it was between. That. At least ten games. We I think it was ten games we didn't concede in ten straight straight games. We weren't scoring a we weren't like scoring freely, but we weren't conceding and we weren't losing. And so it was encouraging for once to see Newcastle disciplined at the back and keeping clean sheets, which is something. I mean, in the last ten years, Newcastle don't keep clean sheets. I mean, you guys um, had. It- Correct me if I'm wrong. I'm going to pull it up right now. But you guys had the best defense for the entire season, right? You guys had the best defensive record last year? I think that slipped away towards the end of the season. We couldn't keep a clean sheet towards the end of the season. I don't think... I think Edison um, overtook Pope for... Do you mean no. in terms of fewest goals conceded? Yeah, you guys were yes. tied for fewest goals conceded last year. Oh, fewest goals. Sorry, I thought you meant clean sheets. I'm sorry. No, clean um, sheets uh, was De Gea. De Gea, De Gea went on was a tear there. Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah. You guys, you guys were tied for for best defensive record uh, in terms of goals conceded. Tied with Arsenal? No, with City. With City. Oh, with City. Yeah. With Edison. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah. So, which is like that's an amazing achievement in itself. I mean, at one point, like I said, I think we've gone ten games without conceding in all competitions. Yeah. Which was flipping amazing. Um, so I think even at the start of the season, we started pretty well. We only lost one game, which was away at Liverpool to a 97th minute winner. And like, so we started, we were hard to beat. And that was the encouraging thing. Um, we may not have been winning every game, but we were hard to beat. So it was encouraging right away. And I think that kind of first, before the World Cup, let's say, that first, um, but when the World Cup came, we were already in and around those European places. So it's like, wow, we're, we're setting ourselves up really well with a decent, January window, who knows where we could go. Um, so yeah, it was started the season really well. It was very encouraging. What would you What would you say about like for like a specific moment or like a player that you would say like who What was your who was who was your player of the year for for Newcastle last year? Player, I player of the year. There's a few to choose from, but and, and tell me why it's Joe Willock. <laughs> it's not Joe Willock. He, <laughs> he's, I'd say he's, 
Joe Willock's probably, he was probably an unsung hero in a way. He and Sean Longstaff in the middle. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, Joe Willock is a great, great player. But my player of the season is probably Kieran Trippier, our captain, um, for, his leadership, for his leadership, his experience in, you know, fighting for those top places, which he did with Spurs once. <laughs> uh, he did it. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, he did it in Spain with Atletico. He won won the league there. Um, but Kieran Trippier, I mean, he he scored some important goals, getting assists. He was just a in terms of leadership. That's why he's player of the season. I mean, noticeable mentioned Bruno Guimaraes yeah. in the middle, just just world class, like unreal player. Joel Linton as well, just yeah. a marauder in the midfield, box to box tackles, getting goals, assists, like unbelievable season as well. Botman. Those are those are my two. The back, yeah. Those are my two. Where but, uh, Bruno and uh... I think I, in terms of consistency, though, like you guaranteed a solid, solid performance every game. Kieran Trippier. Yeah. That's a that's a, that's interesting because that's also why I wasn't entirely upset that we let Kyle Walker go to Man City when we got a. It was fifty some million dollars. It was we got fair value for a player, but we also had Kieran Trippier behind. I wasn't worried about losing him, and then mm-hmm. we lost him. So that you know, our our, our misfortune is your good luck. So you got a I really mean, great player. Don't, don't forget, Newcastle spent twelve million on getting him, which was I mean, for that type of player, that caliber, that experience. I mean, best money you can probably spend. Yeah, that was a really, really, really strong buy. Uh, moment of the year, sir. What, what, what set it off for you? I think I know the answer to this. Before you answer this, did you like my answer to the moment of the year, which Remind was realizing yourself. it was realizing the season was over when you guys drummed oh. us for seven. Yeah, no, that was a special. That's special. Um, I, I, I don't think this, that's it, though. No, the, I mean, so there's a few moments. It's reaching Wembley, getting to Wembley. So yep. both the semi-final against um, Southampton and then the final itself. I know, again, lost, but just getting there, that was a moment. Spurs 6-1. I mean, those 21 minutes scoring five goals. That was unbelievable. I don't think we'll, I don't think I'll see that again. It was was insane. And it was like, I think I remember the commentator saying it was like the changing of the guards. Like, Newcastle now taking their place in the top six and Spurs, like, get out of the way type of thing. It was like, because it was just, we, we killed them. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, Man United at home, 2-0. That was special because it was battling for the top four and they beat us in the cup final, so it was nice to get one up on them. Um, and then actually, one other moment that stands out is beating Brighton at home 4-1. Because that mm. was a real, that was towards, I think that was our second to last home game of the season. And winning that meant that if we didn't lose at home to Leicester, we got Champions League. And yeah. So beating Brighton at home was a big one. But in terms of a moment, I'm actually going to surprise you. I'm going to go 6-1 at home to Spurs. Wow. I really thought it'd be the final. I was thinking, that was no. my... That's what I thought too, Brad. I mean, it, maybe yeah. it, it, it kind of falls down a little bit because of the fact that... Um, you guys lost. Us. It was, I, I would, yeah, I think. And smashing Tottenham is always fun. 
it wasn't the best performance in the final. Man United played well. Um, but I th- the build-up to the final was really special. That was yeah. fun. Like, to, to see it all and um, the it's, journey getting there, beating Southampton in the semis was cool. It's it's fun to hear your side, uh, like, with, with a, a chance to think back upon it and retrospect and, and all things included. It's fun to hear your side of it because my side, when I picked that, that was the moment I could, it almost felt like I could relax of like, okay, this season's over. It was, it was like, okay, we are not good at, we are not, that was a moment where we were close enough to you guys that we could catch you. Yeah. Yeah. That was, if we had won that game, that was a nail in your coffin. That was the nail in the coffin of, all right, this is over. Yeah. I remember feeling very nervous about that game. I really didn't know where it was going to go. And, 20 minutes later or 21 minutes later we're 5 nil up and it's just like I mean I don't think that's happened once before in the Premier League and that was Man City v Watford like top v bottom and, but this is top Champions League contenders against each other and there's 5 goals in 21 minutes it's just you won't see it again no yeah. that's probably why alright alright Joel before I get to you on this one I, I gotta yeah. ask the guys something what do you guys think Alan St. Maximin's value is this uh, this transfer window. If he is to leave Newcastle, how much would you expect a club to come in for on an offer for him? Sixty-two million. Um. Okay. I don't like th- I, I would I would peg it at like thirty-five, something like that. Thirty-five million pounds. Yeah, like I think thirty-five to forty million is fair. Um. Apparently. Um, he is moving to another PIF team for uh, 22 million pounds. Um, this reeks of uh, fraud, of uh, inboarding, of cooking the books, um, and this transfer should be stopped. So time I out. Know, time I out. know you are not the one bringing this time. to the forefront. No, see, the problem is, is this I am is, 100% bringing this to the forefront. But the problem is, this is not the L that Brad thinks it is because it's a cell it's phone. Not. It's a cell phone that he's doing right here because he's trying to say that we were giving Brad a hard time because. Um, uh, Clear Lake has investments from the Saudi investment, the public investment fund or whatever it's called. Um, so from PIF, Clear Lake, who is a principal owner at Chelsea, um, it's Todd Bowley's company. Okay, so so Brad, we, we were giving Brad a hard time because now the Saudi Arabian clubs are coming in and buying a bunch of Chelsea players. Um, it turns out that they've paid, I guess, relatively fair prices for some of them. I don't think it's been outrageous for any of them. Um, so, it, but it's it was it was a little weird. Um, but the difference is, Brad, um, Newcastle isn't getting an inflated purchase price for Allen St. Maxim. They're getting a right. deflated price. So it's not like you're concerned that the Saudi club is cooking the books for themselves, not that Newcastle, your direct rival in the league, is getting like a a financial fair play boon here now if if alan st maxim was going to the saudi club for a hundred million pounds or something like that like 100 million euros then i think your concern is valid this is a this is i don't this this doesn't help newcastle write the ship for financial fair play in any way if he goes for less than his value if it goes one way it can go the other way so you can have four clubs feeding one club. What are you concerned about here, Brad? All right. So look, if you're gonna, if you're gonna, so I'm assuming ASM's book it shouldn't be 22 mil, and this because you guys didn't pay that much for it. 
but let's assume that this book value is 22 mil, right? You have four clubs in Saudi that have just bought every European star that's wanted a big paycheck. So right? are you concerned that that the those clubs will buy players and then loan them or sell them to Newcastle? Yes. Not okay. Well, this is um, you are getting ahead of the argument here because that's not happened. It's not happening here, and it's what what you're describing in the Allen St. Maxim potential transfer does not portend what you are claiming it might. You're worried. You're worried about something that doesn't exist right now. And on top of that, then I need you to de- to decry the the City Football Group. I need you to decry decry the fact that Chelsea just. Yeah, you need to decry Red Bull, the Red Bull football group. You need to decry the fact that Chelsea just bought an ownership stake in a French team. Like, so, so if you're gonna have concerns with the fact that 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 Piff owns the Saudi Arabian clubs, yeah, you you're you've got you've got a bigger fish to fry than just Newcastle here. I don't. I I hear yes. I agree. I don't. I I don't like these multi groups. Like, I don't. And I get why Chelsea's doing it, but like, I don't like it. If you guys could Brad, see our text you, messages. Brad, <laughs> Brad, what? You've been so excited about the fact that Chelsea just bought uh, Salzburg. You were, you were, you've been hyping no, up. No, this it, was, it, was you know. it was Freiburg. No, 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 no. no. It was Stra- Strasbourg. 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 Because uh, you have Brad, to now. Because you can't. You are, if a club like Brighton owns two teams, if a club like Brentford owns two teams, you have to have that. Brad, you are Don Quixote. I don't like it. You are Don Quixote fighting windmills. If you were also a windmill, <laughs> this like, is it just imagine Don Quixote, but D- Don uh, Quixote is also a windmill. We are off the rails here, so we need to we need to get back on track yeah. and talk about Newcastle yeah. here. But this is a different conversation for a different time. But Brad, before we have that conversation, I think you need to really think out your argument because this is if this is your argument again, my head is going to explode again. So. <laughs> But oh, it probably will stay the same then. Take, take, oh, get, get, get us back on track, Brad. All right, all right, all right, all right. So, so Joel, what do you think uh, ASM is worth? Is he worth that twenty-two mil, or do you think he's worth okay, more? Here we go. Uh, if he sold to a, cl- a club not in in the Premier League, yeah, I'd between thirty and forty. Yeah, if 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 uh, Spurs or Arsenal or Chelsea were trying to buy him, I think Newcastle would ask for a little bit more money because they're coming from a rival, but. If they if Newcastle sold him to Saudi for thirty million, I think fans Newcastle fans are going to be sad regardless of who he goes to. But I think thirty million is a fair price. I mean, he's 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 very talented. He's very inconsistent. Yeah, you know, if um, the Saudis have thirty million for Alan St. Max and they've got twenty five million for Nicola Pepe, I'm just saying. Right, and they, and they got forty mil for Mitrovic. If if it's if it's twenty two million, I, I haven't seen that figure, but you've seen it somewhere. If it's twenty two million, that's that's I'd say that's on the low end for him. Uh, yeah. I, I think Newcastle can get more than that, but they I, clearly they they clearly aren't. It's clear that he wants to leave, or maybe he wants to leave, and if they're not going to stand in his way by rejecting bids, I think they're going to respect. He's he's been a good servant for Newcastle. Oh. Newcastle fans love him. Um. He so, he probably kept his look, kept his if up. If you think it's Bruce fair, then, if you think it's fair, then cool, fine. Well, if you think it's fair that a, a club bids for him and Newcastle accept the bid, I don't. I I think twenty two mil is way short of his value. So I don't know why you oh. would accept the bid unless it's the same owners. But 
Let me I tell mean, you what a value is. A value is what someone is willing to pay yes. for it. I mean, Brad, Chelsea spent $100 million on Enzo Fernandez. I think that's ridiculous. Agreed. I think, I mean, uh, it, it just... There's some some player at Newcastle bought Trippier for twelve million. Where's the all the like Trippier's worth well more than that. Yeah, that's yeah. That was my exact point with Kieran Trippier okay. and Alexei Maxim and Enzo and Declan Rice. I don't believe those the the latter two are worth a hundred million. But that was the value that they provided to those teams. Arsenal thought Declan Rice was a hundred million dollar player. Chelsea thought that Enzo was a hundred million dollar player. It, like at the time, that was worth it. Okay, if, I, if I'm wrong, then like, I'm wrong. That, that's the I don't, value I don't of a player wrong, at the time. I, I, I think that I just it seems you seem hyper fixated on on the fact that Saudi Arabia also owns the destination, and they own like the 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 public investment fund owns Newcastle and owns the destination. But it's not like it's not like Newcastle's getting pumped up here. Newcastle. Well, also, you you said that you're concerned about Newcastle getting players loaned to them. Like that's not happening. Benzema and Kante and Ronaldo and Ruben Neves, they're not joining Newcastle on loan, nor are they going to. Like, that's not gonna happen. Just because Piff owns those four Saudi clubs doesn't mean every player is going to Newcastle because I haven't seen any link anywhere and I don't think it's gonna happen. Yeah. So okay. so what about what about other potential transfers? Get, yeah like what yeah, are yeah, let's see what other transfers so you got you got if you got him going out, who who's coming in? What what, what are you interested in? Well, in out. well, if if Sam Maximan goes, we need another winger. Uh, we need another winger, even if he stays. So that's why I have to think he only leaves if Newcastle have something lined up. And the name that's been linked is Harvey Barnes um, from Leicester. That's he's been linked with Newcastle for a while now. Um, like I think I've seen so many different figures. So I don't know what the figure is: thirty, forty, twenty-five. Who knows? But Harvey Barnes is. Um, has been the name thrown around a lot. And I'd, I'd be happy with Harvey Barnes. I think Arsenal have also been linked to Harvey Barnes at some point this summer. So like, it seems like yeah. e- either his agent is trying to get him out, out of Leicester. There's actually like legitimate interest in him from the, from the other clubs. Yeah. I think he'll leave. I don't think he's a championship player. Agreed. So he, he'll be in the Premier League next season. Hopefully at Newcastle. I'd love him though. I think he's a good fast. He gets, I think he got 10 goals last season. So something like that, which is a good return for a winger. I think he was kind of carrying Lester for a little while. there. Yeah. So, so I would, I'd be happy. Would I, if you offered right now, get rid of Sam Maximan and get Harvey Barnes in, I'd probably say keep Sam Maximan, but that's because I have a, I have a place in my heart for him. I think all Newcastle fans do because during the Bruce era, he was the only like only good thing. The, the uh, Tottenham number for Harvey Barnes was forty million. I think if you if you get forty million and have Harvey Barnes as your fourth fourth option in the front three, then I think you're happy with that. Yeah, I don't know that he would start. I think he is he left or right foot. I think he's a right footed uh, winger, but um, I think he's right footed. But yeah, he would slot right into that position on the on the left wing. So. I think maybe, uh, I don't know, it's going to be interesting because he's a good player, but does he start every every game? Is he a sub player? Is he a league cup player? I don't know. I really don't know. Hey, he is, um, I think he's, I think he's uh, an important, like, 
I think he probably comes off the bench a lot. He probably doesn't start, but I think he plays in most Premier League matches. Um, so good depth yeah. to have for sure. But you you guys have uh, you guys have signed Tenali Tenali from AC yeah. Milan. That's a that's a big transfer. That was like eighty like seventy million pounds or something like that. Seventy, I think is the figure. So yeah, that's like an epic that, signing. That's a huge signing from Newcastle. Like yeah, I'll be th- honest. Think about five years ago and Mike Ashley. <laughs> think about yeah. Mike Ashley thinking about spending seventy million pounds. There's no yeah. way Mike Ashley would have ever thought about that. No, no. I mean, I'll be honest. I didn't know anything about him until like before. If you said who's Sandro Tonali, but I've seen like I've seen him on YouTube now. Like most <laughs> most Newcastle fans would have done after they were linked to him, uh, and he's he's he looks epic. Yeah, he's he's so, he's a player. Yeah, he's a player. He's, he's that's a uh, good signing. The question to yeah. me for me is how is he going to adapt to life in England? Is he going to enjoy the north the northeast of England like Yeah, I mean if if someone like Bruno Guimaraes can adapt coming from I mean he's Brazilian, coming from the from France because they signed him from Lyon. I think I think Sandro Tonali can adapt. He's you would young, hope so. He'll learn, he'll learn the language. I think his his wife or his girlfriend, fiance, I'm not sure. Um speaks fluent english so i think that will help um <laughs> there's a funny so, video on twitter where his his partner looks at him and they were talking about the newcastle the newcastle gym like the training facility yeah. and she's and she's like oh it's it's bigger than in milan and he's like no it's smaller but they're yeah, speaking I, in italian I, and it's just really funny no I, I i've seen so many different like official translations of that and i have no idea obviously what <laughs> which is true <laughs> But like, he's, I don't know. He's he's got a face that doesn't scream. Like he's just it seems like he's always very stone stone cold and like he's very stern. And so he just always yeah. looks upset. And so like there's videos of him coming into training and he just looks upset and you're like, yeah. "Man, does this, yeah. does this does this guy actually want to be in Newcastle?" But I'm he's going to be he's going to be a player for you guys. But then I you'd look at pictures of him in Milan as well. It's the same thing. Exactly. Oh, yeah. Exactly. 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 So yeah, I don't know. I'm excited about him. He's going to be a. I think he, Bruno, and Joel Linton in midfield. That's going to be. That's going to be good. Okay. Um. Any Ooh. any players that might go out other than Alan St. Maxim that you know of off the top of your head? Uh, I think there's players that do need to be moved along. Uh, like Ryan Fraser, for example. He's a player that probably needs to move along. Uh, I saw Matt, Matt Ritchie signed a new one-year extension, which is surprising. Um, he was a player that helped Newcastle get out the championship back in 2017, and he's still he's still there. But there's some players that the time's probably up. Ryan Fraser is the first one that comes to mind. Matty Longstaff, the Longstaff brother, he just got released. Yeah, um, I, think, I think they need to get some players off their their wage bill. But there's certain players like Matt Ritchie, like Paul Dummett, who have been there so long that they're not going to play. But I think they're just good. I think them being around the club and the dressing room, especially Matt Ritchie, is is val- is very valuable. To it's have. it's the the Rob Holding at Arsenal, like just someone who is good vibes in the locker room, knows their role on the team, understands that yeah. they're fifth choice and only showing up if there's injuries and things like that. But you know they're happy to be there. They enjoy their life yeah. and they enjoy training and things like that. So. I mean, they also they signed a one-year extension for Loris Carrius as well, which I thought was funny. <laughs> I guess he's good to have around. Whatever, maybe he'll play the next cup final as well. 
you're pretty happy with Eddie Howe, right? You're like, no, no notes on Eddie Howe, oh, right? Oh my gosh, I wouldn't change him for yeah. anyone right now. Seriously, yeah. Okay. Cool. And, Why, uh, would we? Why would we? I'm guessing uh, Pope is still your starter. Pope, happy with him. I think the only concern is the depth behind him, uh, the standard of those goalkeepers, That's like a- Loris Karius. Dubravka, um, like who is it? Dubravka, I don't think I don't think he's European football standard. Carl Darlow, um, Darlow. Carl Darlow, he's been there a long time, and you have got Keith Gillespie as well. Who is it? Keith Gillespie or Mark Gillespie? I don't see him I on the list. Gillespie, Gillespie, he's a goalie that we have. He may be loaned out, but there's a lot of goalies that, but Pope is way clear of them, and it's uh, quite drastic. There so, is quite a I gulf in class. Yeah. So we know who our number one is for sure. <laughs> uh, numbers two and three aren't so good. What's yeah. the back line looking like? Back line right now is looking exactly the same as it did last season. I Can't complain about it. You're, you're good with trotting I mean, out Dan Burnett left back? You don't well, want to that's, I there? Think, I think that's the one position um, that needs strength. And if I could strengthen any position in the squad, it's left back. Um, love Dan Burn, but I think he's a centre-back. And he did a great job at left back while Matty Target was injured. Um, but he's not quick enough for Champions League football. He's not versatile enough. So I think left back is a position they need um, to swap. Because I also don't think Matty Target is a long-term solution to that role. I think they need, need a Kieran Trippier, but left back. I was interested in your answer on Shar because he was there before the takeover, and yeah. uh, he seems he seems to be fitting in. But is that your is that your center back pairing, yeah. Botman and yeah. Shar? You, you think he's come around? He, you're yeah, not gonna. He he was epic last season. His Botman is the proper defender, and then like. No nonsense tackles, um, puts his head in anywhere. Shar is the playmaker defender; like he can see a pass. Like he, some of the assists he got last season were pretty, pretty epic. He's he's a great player with his feet. He's one of the players like Joel Linton, Sean Longstaff that just completely turned their um, careers around under Eddie Howe. He, Newcastle signed him for like three million. Fabian Shar. So um, I don't see why they'd move him on or replace him at this point. He's got another season or two in him. Any also, any, hunt. any quick notes on midfield attack? I assume I assume you're fairly fairly pleased with both those, especially with the signing of Tenali and. Yep, midfield is stacked. Um, I actually was noting down. We've got in terms of players we can play in the central area midfield. We got Joel Linton. We got Bruno Guimaraes. We got Tenali. We got Willock. We got Longstaff. We got Elliot Anderson, the youngster coming through, and like that's just for the central midfield area. Some of those can play other positions, but they're all like we've got six solid options for centre mid, which is that's good, great. Uh, and then in terms of wingers and attack, uh, AS, uh, Sam Maxman, assuming he leaves, let's let's assume he leaves. So other than that, we've got Anthony Gordon, who I'm really excited for this upcoming season. Uh, yeah. Jacob Murphy, Almiron, uh, Barnes, if he joins, he'll be on the wing. And then Isak can also play on the wing if Wilson's through the middle. Almiron kind of fell off a bit 
second half of last year. Like after the World Cup, he wasn't yeah. quite the same player. But wasn't he injured though? I think like, I think it comes back to injury. I, I was I was surprised. I was surprised that uh, among the players you mentioned that turned their careers around, you didn't mention Almiron. I mean, Almiron, I mean, so last season, first half of the season, he was on fire. He couldn't stop scoring. He was maybe the um, best player in the league. Yeah, I mean, on form, he won player of the month. I know he got goal of the month as well for his volley against Fulham. Like he, I think that was October. He, uh, he had a run of 10, 12 games where he couldn't stop scoring. And yeah. then second half of the season, it really dried up. I think he only got three or two or three goals, something like that, um, in the back half of the season. He... He's a very frustrating player at times, Almiron. He's still... I, I think if, if you could ask Newcastle fans, the majority would say they'd rather sell him than Sam Maximan. Interesting. Wow. Um, Especially but, like based on last season. It's interesting. Sam Maximan was injured a lot. Um, he, he probably only played half the games or got half the minutes because he was out a lot. But when he's on form, he's just unplayable. Yeah, Whereas he, Almiron... Almiron's not that player that puts you on the edge of your seat. Yeah. Almiron gets uh, you out of your seat because he does something fantastic. Like it's kind of uh, unexpected. It's, um, it's, it's spectacular. I would say Alan St. Maxim is, is full energy at all times and has you at the edge Mm -hmm. of your seat ready, you know? So, yeah. Yeah. He, he can be very frustrated though. He tries one too many tricks and it just doesn't work out. Yeah. I think that's why he's inconsistent. So, so wrapping all this up, like when you think about Newcastle and you think about potential transfers coming in, how you guys have been playing football last year, how you expect to play football next year, what are, what are your, you don't have to, this, I'm not, I'm not going to hold you to this next May, but what are your expectations as of right now, uh, you know, on June or July 19th, you know, what are, what are your expectations right now for Newcastle for next year? I expect Newcastle to finish in the top six. Okay, I think that's if Newcastle can finish sixth, uh, that will be seen as a strong season. I don't. Okay. I wouldn't see that as falling as like a decline from last season. I really wouldn't because I think teams Arsenal are stronger. I think Chelsea are going to be way better than twelfth, maybe. Um, Liverpool. Liverpool are going to be should be better than fifth. Tottenham should yeah. be better. I don't know about that. <laughs> okay. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But no, I think if Newcastle finish sixth, that'll be seen as a strong, strong season. I'd Cup. love to see Newcastle also get out the group stage of the Champions League as well. Well, yeah. So, okay. So, what about the cups? Uh, so, you want to get out of the groups in the Champions League? I mean, and that's going to be really dependent on the group you get. Newcastle have a yeah. horrendous co- coefficient. So, I think you guys are in pot four, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, like, you guys could get the get a, a terrible draw. Um, yeah, we could we could get Bayern Munich, and I think I think Barcelona maybe pot two or one of those huge teams are in pot two. Um, yeah, we could get a, a AC Milan. We could get a horrific draw. Yeah, uh, but we could also could get one that's not too bad. But even if we got a horrific draw, I would back us to get a couple of results at St James's Park. You kind of hope you kind of hope that you draw Sevilla because Sevilla is going to be in the uh, in, in pot A, and so. Be, yeah. But but it's the Champions well, League. It's Sevilla and the Champions League, and that's their their pushovers in the Champions League. When now now when they fall down to the Europa League, it, it's different gravy. But um, yeah, in yeah, yeah. in the Champions League, that's who you want. 
But okay. I, part of me would want them. Part of me would want them to get one of those giants, like a Bayern Munich or a Barcelona. Or it would a be more fun. It would be more fun. Yeah. Um, yeah. FA Cup, Carabao Cup. I mean, obviously, it would be nice to bag one of them, if possible. Of course. Yeah. yeah. It would be. I think silverware will be a huge priority, and I think the best chance of that is one of those two. Yeah. So uh, another another substantial cup run uh, or lifting the trophy would be epic would you would you sacrifice league position for an fa cup or well okay would you sacrifice yes obviously would, i think i think most people um who haven't had a trophy in a while would sacrifice the league position for an fa cup what about a league cup yeah any silver we're talking uh 10th so newcastle finish 10th and win, win the, the league cup win the league cup uh mm. Well, see, the thing is, if you win the League Cup, you get the Conference League, right? So you still get Europe for the next year. Um, if you win the FA Cup, that's you get hard. Europa. Yeah, that's a hard one, actually. I don't know that. I think, want... I think now that, that they tie um, European football to winning one of those competitions, I think it makes it a lot more palatable um, to win one and like sacrifice league position. Because unless, because because your point earlier was sixth, and you know, finishing sixth would be would be would be exciting. That would put you in the Europa League. So that's already Thursday night football. So like, say you slip to ninth and you win the league cup, that's still Thursday night football in the, in the conference league. So it's European football. It's, it's not, it's not Europa League, but it's conference league. But like, I mean, it's still, it's still a major European competition and you've won a, you've won a comp, you've won a trophy. I feel like that's for a club in Newcastle's position. um, And I don't mean that like I'm, I don't mean like historically, but like where you guys have been over the last 30 years. I think that like that, I think that that would be. Yeah, it's hard because we're way further ahead than we thought we'd be at this point. And now yeah. we've got Champions League football. We don't really want to give it up. I know I said I'd take sixth, but that's just because I think the competition is so much harder. Yeah. With the Premier League, that is. But if you'd asked me this time last year, would I take ninth in the Carabao Cup? I'd snatch your hand off. Yeah. 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 But now we got fourth <laughs> and no trophy. It's like, I don't want to give up on. Yeah. I don't know. That's a hard one. I'd almost part of me would love a like a Champions League quarterfinal, semi-final run over a yeah, like, and and then and then finish ninth or something. Like I, it's that might be to, more exciting. That would be so, so exciting. Yeah. All right. Well, um, let us know in the comments if you uh, if you are a Newcastle supporter and or if you uh, you know Premier League follower and you you have thoughts about newcastle um what your expectations for newcastle are next year um i'd love to hear from you guys i know joel will be active in those comments and responding to you guys if uh if you have any thoughts for him specifically if you want to uh talk to him directly you can do that on our discord server uh we have a red card radio discord server where we 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 chat a little bit there all kinds of stuff we have some off-topic stuff as well like chess and formula one and whatnot Um, but you can find that in the description of this video or the podcast um you can find us all on twitter um that guy uh, who is uh, making terrible arguments about uh, Saudi Arabia is uh, at KS Brad G. Down below me directly is uh, at Whiteheart underscore Sean. I'm at James Tiffany. You can find Joel. He's at Joel Finley 16 on Twitter. I will always remember that. So you go. Hey, uh, collectively, we can all be reached at Redcard underscore radio on Twitter. And Brad, uh, is this is this the part where you announce? Yes. Announce yes. something. We, we we are now on Instagram at the same handle, redcard underscore radio. Follow us on Instagram. Uh, we'll be doing some posts there. Um, 
I don't know. Maybe giveaways. I don't know. We're going to play with it and see what kind of happens. We'll have to give a We'll have to give a raise to our social media intern, right, Sean? (laughs) All right. We're going to out of here. Uh, Check back with us next week. We will be doing another one. It might be even bigger than this week, but uh, check back. We will see you guys soon. Have a good one.